the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. My name is Rhody Fisher, and I'd like to pray. Father, thank you so much for getting us here. Father, I pray that you would envelop this room, lead us and guide us in the things that we have to say. Father, that we would have the words to speak because you're leading us. I ask that you would be with our crew as well as my special guest, Mel, myself, my husband who's here. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. I would like to introduce to you someone that maybe you might recognize, already have. Um, His name is... Mel Novak. As you know, for those of you that do know him, he has been in dozens of movies, TV shows, interviews. He's very used to the camera, and so he's very camera friendly. Welcome, Mel Novak. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. I'm so excited about having you on the show. I know that we were supposed to do this on a different day, and so I really appreciate you making provisions no for problem. us coming. No worries. Okay. So, Mel, um, as I talked to you the other day, trying to kind of think about what we were going to talk about, I really would like for you to introduce yourself to the guests as you were as a child. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? How did the life that you led as a child... Did you go to church? Were your parents Christians? Give us a real broad brush as to the kind of life that you led as a child. Well, I was born and raised in the suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in Wall. I was born in Wall, Pennsylvania. I went to Wilmerding High School, lived in Turtle Creek. Uh, we had a lot of love in our family. We were Serbian, full-blooded Serbian. My real name is Milan Mirjanovic. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Milan, Milan. I love that name. Milan and... Mirjanovic. Uh, Mirjanovic is M-R-D-J-E-N-O-V-I-C-H. The D is silent. I had a telemarketer call me and say, Hello, is Mr. Mirjanovic there? <laughs> I said, it's a V, not a B, lady, and I hung up on Okay, so you but grew up had, with this um, background in... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. We I went to church all the time. I I even had a Bible study for the young kids in church. I was in the choir. I have one brother, Robert, the greatest brother you could have in this, in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not much love anymore in the, in the world world. And I see that, and it's it's a shame because love is an action, not lip service. And uh, went to school, went to high school. I when I graduated, I had 60 scholarships in football, major universities, basketball. But I signed a pro baseball contract with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow! And a year and a half later, I'm a cripple. I had a massive rotator cuff there. I got an 18-inch scar, and I was crippled five years. That was very difficult for an 18-year-old. 60 scholarships gone, your baseball career gone that I wanted since I was three. And Did you think your life was over? Yes. And so... My, mother's, my mother would say, Mel, honey, Milan. God got something better for her. I don't want to hear it, Mom. 
Yeah. But, but he, she was right. And, so uh, when do you remember first giving yourself to the Lord, following Jesus? Well, we, we grew up that in, in our, you know, believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. He is God, the second person of the Trinity, co-equal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. I love it. And, uh, but I... You know, we never invited Christ in our heart as Lord and Savior, which I did November 12th, 1972, and I was in California then. And, uh, but you were brought up in a Christian environment your yes. whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your, your parents I, love the Lord. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and so they tell, you, they tell you at this young age, listen, God's got something better to, for you. So what do you think about when your mom gives you those words well but you know back when I was nine years old they were going to amputate my leg from here down wow and my mother said you're not amputating his leg the doctor says lady we don't do that he's going to die in 12 hours no he won't I'm going to pray she did and of course my leg was saved and I end up I, I ran a hundred yards dash in 9.6 seconds which is really fast and almost all my life uh, I walk for Jesus uh, you know I've been ministering in Skid Row in prisons 38 39 years but my mother also I had 10 throat surgeries in 10 years wow now what caused the, the throat thing? I kept getting these tumors and I'll be talking like that and it was, you couldn't talk for seven weeks. It was very difficult to handle that. The devil must have known I was going to be a preacher and a soul yes. winner. But my mother prayed and fasted seven years. And this is the mother that I had that loved me to pieces. When I had that shoulder surgery, she would take a streetcar to the hospital, take an hour. Then she'd come home and make dinner for my my brother and my dad and, and come back to the hospital. And that was the first time I, I, I my body, I went into shock, almost died. I should have died seven times in my life. I never did drugs, never drank alcohol, never smoked. But it, it, you see how Romans 8.28 is woven around my life. God works all things together good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his service. This is just blatant how the enemy tried to take me out, but God had a plan. Yes. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the thoughts and plans I have toward you. Peace, not of evil, give you a future and a hope. But nobody looks at verse 13. God says, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's where I had as growing up. We knew Jesus Christ was the Son of God, is God, and uh, the Serbians would go, went by the uh, Julian calendar. So mm -hmm. we celebrated January 7th, but also January 25th, I mean December 25th, with our friends and everything. And uh, So your Christmas was January 7th? 7th. That was mostly food and, and uh, praise. But the 25th is when we exchange gifts and stuff. Okay, so I'm going to take you back. You're 18, you have the surgery, your mother prays for seven years. No, that uh, was for the throat. Oh, for the years. throat. Okay, but she's praying like crazy over the shoulder. She's had to pray f from the very beginning for you. You've had um, ups and downs with your body, your health. Um, when do you leave the the East Coast to come to California and okay. how I, old were you and what brought you here? Well, I got tired of people saying you should have gone to college. You'd have been in pro football. Now I was a kicker and a, a flanker and you know I, all kind of records and stuff. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And instead of just you don't kick somebody when they're down. And I got kicked a lot. Of course, my family, they were all from Indian. So I decided I, I got to leave. I got to come to California. And uh, 
I didn't come to California to be a preacher or an actor. I've been ordained since, my goodness, 1990, 91, and uh, as a pastor. Yeah, I'm ordained. As a, yeah. as a reverend or, yeah, I'm man a, of the cloth. I'm a Christ crucified preacher. Okay, all but right. But God gave me the skid row. I didn't, I didn't go looking for that. The Union Rescue Mission uh, contacted me. Here in California? Yes. Okay. They contacted me as a celebrity to go there on Easter sunrise service. Mm -hmm. So I went. They found me and says, we heard you were a Christian. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was ministering to about 25 street people. And they were hanging on every scripture and every word. I used probably 100 scriptures or more in every every service, and I've done over 10,000, between 10 and 11,000 services behind enemy lines mm -hmm. in Skid Row and prisons. Okay. That's the devil's territory. And uh, the CEO was watching, and he Not said, the CEO of, Re of Union, Union Rescue Mission, yeah. okay. and he said, that was amazing. He said, they, they stayed there to listen to you. And of course, I had already fought Bruce Lee, and I did uh, Black Belt Jones, and Eye for an Eye. So Chuck what year Norris. is this when you get involved I with Union? I don't maybe remember what year. 35 know. years ago, maybe? All I can tell you is that I've been preaching, preaching on Skid Row going on 39 years. Wow. And uh, prisons and penitentiaries, 38 years. So okay. you deducted I'll back do the there. Map. Yeah. But the thing is... I, I started to do services there, then the L.A. Mission heard about me, They went, so I started to do services there, Fred Jordan Mission, and the Long Beach Russian Mission. Now the prison ministry started because uh, one of the inmates at L.A. County Jail went to, uh, he got released to go into the spiritual growth program at the Union Rescue Mission. and. The, the chaplain there, Mark Maciel, was a big Bruce Lee fan. So this ex-inmate calls Mark and says, you're not going to believe it. Stick the assassin from Game of Death is a preacher. Started in L.A. County Jail. L.A. County Jail is the biggest jail in the world and, a, and the most violent jail in our country. And uh, we went to Raleigh, New Jersey. These are level four penitentiaries. New York, Pennsylvania, Florida, Alabama, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Washington, Walla Walla. Been there seven, seven different years. And God opened these doors. God will say, who's going to go for me? It's, I'll go, Lord. I, have to, I had to sign a paper. If I'm taken hostage, they don't make deals. And I, I was protected. By the Lord. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to stop you there for a minute. Because you you jumped right into um, Union Rescue Mission, and you were That's probably where I started. and you and that was probably in the eighties, and so. But I want to take the audience who might not know your movies that you've done back even further as you first got into the movie business. How did that happen for you? When I came to California, I was working in a uh, an insurance company. And I always uh, dressed cool suits. And this gal said to me, you look, you look great in your clothes. My cousin's a modeling agent. Would you like to see her? I said, sure. And I bluffed my way and I, I did a lot of modeling. And then the one agency sent me to acting school. And since I had a job, I had a, had a free car with a job. Selling insurance. Money. No, no selling. I was a uh, personal injury claims. I would oh. settle them. Oh, okay. Automobile, and that that helped me later on when my mate walked out of a marriage and I quit acting for two and a half years, raised my two daughters, and I start working in a law office. I brought in 1.1 million a month for four years wow. as a negotiator. Wow. I mean that was. That's God's favor. Oh, God, he gives me, wherever I go, I get faith. I go 
Pelican Bay Penitentiary is the worst, worst one in the country, really violent. I've been there 12 times. Now, Skid Row shut down March 1st this year, prisons in February, and the inmates in, in Pelican Bay who are lifers, they tell Chaplain Lou, Chaplain Lou, good game is uh, 91 years old, 91 years young, and he loves me like a son. And uh, he said, the inmates want to know when Mel Novak's coming. See, I, I'm good at encouraging, always backing up with the scripture. And nobody's turned away from the cross to Calvary. Second Peter 3, 9, 1 Timothy 2, 4. God wants all to repent and be saved. And Jesus, that's all Jesus said in John Baptist. And this is why that's always been my, on the front of my, my mind and heart and emotions, win souls. The Holy Spirit has brought over a quarter million souls in the devil's territory. This is why I've been attacked. If you're in ministry and you're winning souls, you better go to my website, melnovak.com, M-E-L-N-O-V-A-K.com, and download my Arsenal Warfare Prayer. Um, over a million, million people have that prayer. It dresses you for the battle against, against the devil each day. And it's a command to pray your spiritual armor on Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. It's not a request, it's a command. And if you're walking around naked in the spiritual realm, you're going to get, you're going to go down. Ephesians 6, 16, above all, put on your shield of faith. Why? To quench every fiery dart, arrow, spear, now mine are missiles. <laughs> my, my shield gets hammered. But you know what? God taught me a long time ago in Luke 18 1, don't give up, you keep on praying. Uh, I've lived with pain a lot, a lot of years. But you go on. You go on. Because nobody went through what Jesus went through. He gave up a crown of crown of just glory for a crown of thorns. And people, there's only, I think there's six billion people in the world, there's only one billion believers, if that. People need to wake up, because tomorrow's not promised, Proverbs 27, 1. Don't boast about tomorrow, you don't know what a day brings. That's why I would go, and I never got a salary. For going into the prisons and all and that. And my nonprofit, Heavenly Manna Inc., owes me over 52000 because every month you've got to write down what the expenses are, gasoline, uh, car payment, and stuff like that. But I don't care, because God took care of my needs, Philippians 4.19, and when you win souls, that's, that's awesome. So, and this is what I do. And in the movies, I play villains. I mean, a Game of Death, the Bruce Lee movie. I've led so many people to the Lord because of that movie. I've gotten other roles from that movie. I did my own fights and stunts. If you watch the Game of Death, the fight I did was from 8 at night to late in the morning in the rain. That was a long night. But the director loved it. He hired me on Black Bell Jones, two-thirds through. They kept increasing my role. I played a hitman named Blue Eyes. Oh, wow. So, two-thirds through the, uh, the movie, he said, I'm taking you to Hong Kong. I mean, we're going to do the Bruce Lee movie. So, I praise the Lord. So, I've led directors to the Lord. I've led people because I don't care. I've lost roles, it's okay. Now when you say you lost roles, is it because you've decided you can't say a few words that are on, against the, the, what your beliefs are? You couldn't pay me to use God's name in vain. I'm, I'm speaking because of God's love, compassion, mercy, and grace, the healing. My voice is, I can speak. Can I do any ministry or acting if I can't speak? 
And that was a long 10 years. But God always comes through. When he says, wait, and again I say, wait, it's not easy, but you got to do it. And uh, I will not use God's name in vain. I told this one director, I said, God doesn't have a last name. If he didn't, wouldn't be damned. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only a movie. I know. But you're one of God's chosen people, and you rejected Yeshua. So I'm not going to go, when I'm meeting God face to face, well, one of your people told me I could do it. I'm not going to do it. You could fire me, do what you want. I will not do it. And uh, there are others that, and I'm raising two daughters, and their mother left when they were seven and ten. I'm not going to do nudity for nobody and embarrass my children. And what's that going to look like? I'm preaching Christ crucified somewhere. Someone looks at a movie. Well, that dude was, was naked. Nuh-uh. I will not do those things, and I've lost roles, but that's okay. Everything's a choice in life. It was their choice. My choice was to say no. Mm -hmm. And it's going to always stay that way. Then I I turned on this movie, and he said, you've got this starring role, you got first billing. Because I did five movies this year, and I'm sitting in every scene. Because when I'm sitting, I have no pain. So and you've you've actually shot five movies this year. Skeleton crew, they had their masks. Wow. Okay. So and you're I had still first acting. first billing in wow. each one. Wow. And I also did a documentary where they they were looking at uh, Force of Darkness, where I played a man possessed by demons. So I got to play two. Like you know, I think you know the real character was please. Stop it. Shut up. I will oh. go into that. It was a fun role. Oh, wow. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And I've done that for almost 40 years. Uh, it, it, has it been easy? No. You know, you, when you go through, I've had 28 surgeries in my life. You know, 10 on the throat, so there's 10 right there. Should have died seven times. So every day, I, when I pray, I praise a lot. Psalm 18, 3, that God alone is worthy of praise. Psalm 50, verse 23, is God's will that we praise him. And Psalm 34, 1, I pray should be continued. Praise evicts the forces of darkness. Praise will dispel doubt. Praise will bring healing spiritually, mentally, emotionally. If people aren't praising enough, I was at this prison. And you had some hardcore. You had all kind of gangs and everything. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want to know, don't lie. How many of you, what's the last time you thank God you can see, walk, talk, and hear, go to the bathroom both ways? Not one put their hand up. Seventy inmates. People take for granted. I had prostate cancer. I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor. I didn't do chemo or radiation. Uh, God, God's a God of miracle and healings. But see, Satan's number two tool is doubt. Killer to faith. We cannot doubt. i got to believe. If you believe, you're not going to doubt. The number one tool with this coronavirus, so many people eating up with fear. I get one call after another for prayer. And... Second Timothy 1 7, we don't serve a God of fear, but God of love, power, and a sound mind. That's the devil's playground, the mind. And we cannot allow that. And people don't spend enough time in the Word of God. Jesus Christ is called the Word of God in Revelation 19 13. You'll find answers to what you're going through. I just did a teaching in my Bible study. I've had a Bible study over 40 years. Jesus is the anchor to my storms because this is there's people going through storms of life you can't imagine i got a gal coming up tomorrow going through living hell get the phone cancer uh one guy he had three million dollars in stocks he gave his mother just bought a million dollar house great car on his way to work his stomach was hurting and he stopped 
at the emergency. He was dead in two hours. He had pancreatic cancer. See, this is why, what he can do with today? <coughs> what about our children? If I had a dollar every Excuse time me. I told my, my, children, my children I love them, I'd be a millionaire. And children need that. There's so, too much rejection, abandonment, betrayal. Uh, it, it's, we got to love them. And I pray for, you know, you know, it's 30 million dollars, 30 million abortions. Lord, Lord, I know when it rains I'm thinking God's crying. Uh, there's some water in my refrigerator. No, that's okay, I'm fine. So, it, it's, it's a calling. Everybody is called to serve. Excuse me. Matthew 20, 28, Mark 10, 45. We're all called to serve. And uh, one of the finest <coughs> ministries, I think, is uh, intercessory prayer. The prayer invades the impossible. And Luke sorry. So, Mel, I'm sorry. We had to take a little bit of a break. And I'd like for Mel to talk about all the things that he has been doing in some of the different prisons that you've gone to. I know that you've spoken to hardcore people. Yeah. So give us an example of some of the things that you've said in there. Well, I led one inmate to, to Christ who killed 22 child molesters in 20 years in the penitentiary. That's the unwritten rule. If someone's a child molester, they kill them. Oh, okay. And, and so in prison, he's already there for doing something terrible. Yeah, he served 33 years. <clears throat> and now he's killing now, Well, he was in there. He in was there. like the torpedo, they called it. Oh, wow. And so and, you led him to Christ. And uh, so he got out after 33 years. And mistake, he went to see an old friend. The old friend said, take my car over to so-and-so. Oh, sure. Well, taillight was out. Police stopped him. The car was stolen, and under the seat was a gun used in two different murders. So the DA wants to give him 90 years. So now he's at LA County Jail, and I ministered there for years and years and years. And uh, one of the inmates said to him, "Hey, I'm going to the chapel service. This guy fought Bruce Lee in a game of death, but he he really encourages us. He uses a lot of scripture." So he came to the service because of the Bruce Lee movie. Right. And my, my, my sermon was, forgiveness is the key to healing. That includes forgiving yourself, which a lot of inmates have never done. And after the service, he came up and said, can God forgive you for anything, anything except blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Two weeks later, I'm, I'm, I'm there again, I didn't know who that guy was. And he came again. My sermon was, God's forgiveness is bigger than your sin. I get, and he came up. He waited till everybody left. And all at once he started shaking. I thought he was having a stroke or something. And he cried. Never cried in his life. He, was, he spent 33 years in prison. Came when he was 18, never cried. He was he cried, and uh, I led him to the Lord. He was reading the Bible three hours a day, praying my spiritual arts and old warfare prayer twice a day, and you see him grew. And in that prison, that penitentiary, he spent another seven years in the hole for fighting. It fight King Kong. In LA County Jail, once he came to Jesus, somebody. Two times somebody wanted to fight him. Oh, I don't do that anymore. I love Jesus. He loves you and walked away. Amazing. So when it came to him going to court, I said, keep your chin down, your eyes up. Yes, sir, and no, sir. And this DA was a piece of work. He wanted to burn this guy, give him 90 years. And I, I told him, you tell the court-appointed court appointed attorney don't say a word, because he's going to put a word curse on you, telling you're going to get the whole 90. 
So he did that when it was his time. Look how God did this. The DA and the, and, and the judge got in a screaming match. The judge turned to me, you want to handle this with me, you want a jury with you, sir. Four years, half-time, case closed. Whatever you serve is deducted. The DA went ballistic. He was out in seven months. He's in ministry. Wow. This is why you never give up on somebody. And you always encourage. And forgiveness, unforgiveness is the biggest prison in the world. And we have more prisons in our country than five, ten other countries put together. Uh, I preached in every level three, level four penitentiary from San Quentin, Pelican Bay, all the way down to Donovan, uh, mile from the Mexican border. And uh, I go, I go. I want to win souls. And uh, it's amazing. It's the Holy Spirit who draws them. It's not me. John 6, 44. Amen? Amen. So, <clears throat> All, all, all over the all over the country. I also went to Ireland. I preached in a prison in Ireland. I did 34 services in 16 days over the beautiful people. A lot of them are Catholics. And then one time you had those two factions that kill each other. Yeah. They Thank came you. to the same service. They heard about me, and the chaplain said, "Mel." We're, we're ready for a huge riot and guns and everything. So what I did was, God bless all of you. And I know there's some people here that disagreement. God bless you. How about let's just, before I start preaching, shake hands and give a hug. Praise the Lord. You know what? Both factions, a lot of them came to Christ. No fights, no stabbings, no shootings. Wow. That was God. It's the power of God. Yeah. I went back to Hong Kong. See, I did the Game of Death movie in Hong Kong, seven weeks. And I went back there to preach. And you had all those, uh, you know, what, 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 a lot of them in China, they're... Uh, Buddhists? Or, Buddhists, Buddhists. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. A lot of Buddhists came to see Stick the Assassin. But yeah. what they saw was Melvin, the preacher. And they had a whole bunch of converts. It now, was, Stick the Assassin is the part you played in one of the In Game movies. of Death, yeah. <clears throat> and it seems like the whole world has seen that. People right. recognize me at airports. Uh, wherever I go, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about Jesus. With, whether it's an attendant, I've, I've led attendance to Christ. Uh, it just, God has a plan, and He'll use you. All you got to do is Be have willing that heart. To go. See, God knows our heart, Luke 16, 15. He looks at our heart, 1 Samuel 16, 7. But that's where the devil strikes. Mind, heart, and emotions. You've got too many Christians who are eaten up with anxiety, thief of peace, worry, short circuits God's promises, fretting, cease from fretting because of harm, Psalm 37, 8. Adversity, afflictions. Psalm 34 and 19 is only for a believer who has Jesus Christ in their heart as Lord and Savior. It says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. It doesn't say when. I spend a lot of time in the furnace of affliction. Isaiah 48, 10. Uh, that's where God beat me, pounded me, hammered me, honed me, shaped me, molded me broke me. I've been broken in my life several times. Then God says, now I have somewhere for you to go preach. That was Skid Row. Hopelessness is the most devastating emotion in the world. And you see that down there. 30 to 40,000 people almost. Drugs, alcohol, and uh, prisons. San Quentin got a uh, death row. There's 650 people inmates in that death row and uh, two-thirds of them are saved. Really? Well, Brother Mel, I'll never get out of here, but I got a destination. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. Two-thirds of those 600 men are, are saved. Yeah. 
Wow. And you're, there, there's some who, like I was a chaplain in the psychiatric, psychiatric ward of the county hospital. That was an adventure. They unlocked three locks to let me in. And one day I was leaving, and the nurse says, Mel, we just rolled these two guys in, the, in that room over there. They're going to die in 10, 15 minutes. Would you like to talk to Mr. Sure. I went to the first one. <clears throat> Hi. Did they tell you? Yeah. I'm going to die any minute. How would you like to live forever and ever? I led him to the Lord within five minutes. Wow. Seven minutes. I went to the other guy. Don't come over with that Jesus stuff. I said, yo, bro, I'm going home. You're going to die. Now, He's going to go to heaven. 2 Corinthians 5 8, absent from the body, present with the Lord, his spirit and soul. Now, on the cross of Calvary, the first convert was one of the thieves. He, he saw Jesus, he, he believed in he, Jesus, says, today you'll be with me in my kingdom. And the other thief, I told that guy, he's like you. I'm going to have fun with my friends in hell. You only have water, bro. You'll be eternally separated from God forever and ever and ever. This is why I do an altar call. I won't do shows if I can't do an altar call. I've done 180 Omega Man. You go omegamanradio.com. I mean, two-hour shows. The word just is saturated. And... Uh, there's a couple in New Jersey who own a network, so they asked me to do a, a weekly show. And he's, he was a big Bruce Lee fan. Let me, let me name your show. I said, sure. Stick with Jesus. Wow, Stick. I like it. Yeah. Stick. And there's a book being written on my life. Uh, you know, you've got my ministry. Uh, all those years, almost 40 years. I want to ask you about the guy that you left in the room, the one that you told about the thief and the cross. Did he just decline no. Jesus' yeah. offer to knock on the door? Of his Not door? interested. Okay, just exactly the story of when Jesus hung on the cross. Yep. The one of the, the thieves said yes, and the other one says no. See, everything's a choice. Nobody's turned away. I gave you those scriptures. Second Peter 3, 9, 1 Timothy 2, 4. And I, I told that, I, I, how long ago? Maybe 10 days ago. And I said, you're going to, it was someone who wasn't interested in receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. It has nothing to do with religion. Nothing to do with denomination. They don't say it. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Jesus saves. Mm -hmm. So, you just try to encourage them because Revelation 20, 11 through 15 is the great white throne judgment. And every Christ rejecter is going to meet Jesus there. No believer will stand there. Every Christ rejecter. Verse 15, if your name is not written in the book of life, you're going to spend eternity in a lake of fire. It's a choice. God didn't create health for for man, Matthew 25, 41. It was created for the devil and the rebellious angels who were cast out of heaven. But Jesus came, took our sins on the cross. Past, present, and future. So people need to wake up. These are dark days getting darker. Or this is not the end times. It's, this coronavirus, the prelude to the end times, because the Antichrist has got to be revealed, etc. But nobody knows when. Jesus says so. And it's what are you doing with your life? You know, there's people I, I help with food. You, you have to reach out. People need love, they need compassion, mercy, and grace. It's, not much in the world. And it's sad. There are times I came home from Skid Row, just sat down there in my fireplace room and just cried. 
someone suckled that child when that person was a child. We don't know what happened to them. You know, drugs are evil. It's good. They're, Satan uses that. I mean, I had friends that were alcoholics. It, it, it's a trap. And it's destructive. But we have no rights to judge anybody. Amen. Amen. So you're still going down to Skid Row. Well, and not now, because they shut that down in March 1st. Okay. But So when, when, when the world shut down Skid Row and prisons, I got a worldwide ministry now. And I do it in my office room there on Skype and Zoom. And it's like I did a show at... Uh, on uh, Cross TV. It went to 100 countries. They heard me. Mm -hmm. And I backed everything up with scripture. That's, I have to do that. You know, you, God said it, he wrote it, I believe it, here it is. Now you've got a choice. And uh, I'm so busy now, at least when I'm sitting, I have no pain. Mm -hmm. I hurt my back in a movie fight. Uh, few years ago and it just got got worse and but it ain't gonna stop me. Right. And God knows that. Right. He knows he knows where my heart is and uh, I mean it's been an incredible adventure of going into the devil's territory and seeing God give me favor or you're protected. Uh, up in Pelican Bay they had a, I was supposed to go to Yard B with Chaplain Lou. Toughest yard. There's like a couple thousand in the yard. And they had a brutal riot. Stabbings, killings. And so they shut that down. And I said to Chuck, let's go to the hole. Now what's the hole? The hole, you're there. You don't get out of that little cell. You're in there 23 hours a day. You get out for one hour in this other room. That's it. And it's a lot of guys commit suicide. Uh, and they, a lot of them lose their faculties. Because we weren't created to be locked, locked down. So I went to the female lieutenant and I said, Ma'am, this cost me $950 to come up here for the weekend. Yard B is locked out. I don't want to go to my motel and sit like a lump for till tomorrow. Could I do his services? She said, all these years in Pelican Bay, there's never been a service in, in, in the in, hole. In the hole. She had the shoe, they called the shoe. And I said, there's always the first time. She went and talked to the other deputies who recognized me from the movies. And I end up doing two services. Every single inmate prayed a salvation prayer. Wow. And as I was leaving it, I was, I had a hard time walking with the pain and those discs hit that nerve and I started to fall face forward on the concrete. And this tall black brother caught me and I said, well, thank you so much. He said, no, thank you, man. I was on death row in San Quentin for 16 years. I'm here, I'll never get out of prison, but I'm free. Thank you, brother. Wow. That was the Lord, amazing. The Lord set that up for yeah. you. Yeah, oh yeah. Now, <clears throat> years of being in ministry, years of giving um, the word of the Lord to, to different people. You're on Skype now, you're on different um, media on Zoom. I would love it if you could talk to the average person out there that might watch the show. Could be someone that has been in prison, could be a prisoner, because this goes all over the place. Yeah. Um, the Lord probably has already spoken to you about what to say to them. Would you talk to that person out there that maybe feels hopeless, maybe is locked up somewhere? maybe is locked up in prison in their home because of their mind. Um, maybe just the COVID has gotten them down. Yeah. 
Um, so give, give hope to that person yeah. that might be turning in and watching the show. Well, the thing is, God loves you with an everlasting love, Jeremiah 31.3. That can't change. And no matter if you're locked down, you're not alone. Hebrews 13.5, Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28.20, Lo, I'll be with you always. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 and 8, God says, don't be afraid. I'll never leave you or abandon you. That is awesome. And again, I encourage you, get that arsenal prayer from my website, melnovak.com, at Warfare Prayer, and pray it daily, daily. If you don't have your shield of faith up, eventually you're going to get hit, which really is makes you hopeless. I, call, I do a sermon called the Deadly D's, D like David. You, you don't have your armor up, your shield above all, put any shield of faith, you get hit with disappointment, discouragement, doubt, discontent, despair, despondency, disillusionment, demoralization, dejection, and the big D, depression. From Thanksgiving to Christmas, every year in our country, four to five hundred thousand people attempt suicide. Suicide is not the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. And some of them, half of them die. The ones that I talked to some that didn't die. Why would you want to take your life? Because once you, you murder yourself, you can't ask for, you can't repent or ask for forgiveness. I'm lonely. Loneliness is overcome starting at the cross of Calvary with Jesus. He was the loneliest person in the history of man when he was up on that cross that died for you and for me. Think about that. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 through 17, that it says, the dead Christ rise first. That's the ones we led to the Lord, they passed away. And their spirit and soul went with the Lord immediately, but their body will be resurrected to be like Jesus. No more pain, no more sickness, no more disease, no more tears, no more suffering. This is what we're promised. God's promises are yes and amen. 2 Corinthians 1.20 So, I encourage you. God is in us with you. And think about the day when we'll be, had, we'll be with Him forever and ever and ever. I mean, the ones who reject Him, they have no hope. Now, maybe you've invited Christ in your heart before, well, and you're backslidden. First John 1 9 is for you. You confess that sin, God's faithful and just to forgive you that sin, cleanse you of all unrighteousness and all but. But if you've never invited Christ in your heart, 2 Corinthians 6 2 says, Today's the day of salvation, now's the appointed time. Tomorrow's not promised. Proverbs 27 1. Don't boast about tomorrow. We don't know what a day brings. And nobody's turned away. 2 Peter 3 9, 1 Timothy 2 4. Uh, but it's today. If you want to invite Christ in your heart, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. You said in your word, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in my heart that you raised us from the dead, I would be saved. I'm doing that now, so I know I am saved now. Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, co-equal with God the Father and God the Spirit, that you died for my sins, and buried, and three days later resurrected. Lord, I ask forgiveness of my sins, and I repent of my sins. And I thank you and praise you that I have eternal life here and now, not just when I die, and for your acceptance of me, just as I am, where I am, that my name is written in the book of life. Amen. I encourage you to get a Bible. If you live in the Van Nuys area, contact me. I'll give you a nice Bible. And 
finds a prayer partner, Matthew 18, 19, where two or more touch a greener, any one thing on earth is done in heaven. Find a church that preaches Christ crucified, about the, talks about the power of the blood and the Holy Trinity and the Holy Spirit and have, have your family pray the arsenal prayer. I guarantee you it'll change things in your life. Mel, that was a word of God that was so simple and so perfect for the audience to hear and understand. And I want to praise God for Mel and all of the work that he's done through him and in him and the amount of years that he's used him for God's honor and glory. And thank you for allowing us to come into your home today and share the Lord and the, and the word of God to our listeners. <clears throat> I'd like to um, thank you for joining us today with On the Road with Jesus. I'm here every Tuesday and Wednesday from 11 to 12 noon. I can't even th thank you enough, Mel. But join us again next time on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday from 11 to 12. And God bless you. And if you have said that prayer, you can call us here at Hope Radio or go to my website at www.ontheroadwithjesus and send us an email and let us know that you have accepted Jesus as your Savior. I leave you with a scripture, Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. Look it up. Numbers 6, 24 through 26. God bless you. Bless. We'll see you next time. We love you. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com, spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.